Hey now, thanks for checking out my All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast. You're awesome. I appreciate you. Theme music by Jolando Johnson. Be sure to find him on Facebook at Jolando Johnson Music and hit that like button. Also hit the like button on my All the Rage with Shelly Wade page on Facebook. My YouTube channel is also called All the Rage with Shelly Wade. Subscribe. Find me on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade. Follow. Also follow me on Twitter at Shelly Wade. Don't forget that Shelly spelled with an E-Y. And don't forget that Shelly spelled with an E-Y when you bookmark my blog at ShellyWade.com. And of course, if you haven't already subscribed to my All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast, don't forget to do that. By popular demand, this episode of the podcast is all about, well, podcasts. People are always saying, Shelly, I listened to your podcast. I loved your last episode. I've always wanted to start my own podcast, but I don't know where to begin and I don't know what it should be about. So my guests on the podcast today will give you some inspiration on starting your own podcast and even throw in a few tips. Um, Kimberly Sumter, who is host of the Sisters Connect podcast, is a guest. She and I um, met years and years ago, and you're going to love the story she tells on our first meeting. So stay tuned for that. My first guest, though, is Jimbo. Many of you who listen to me in Houston on the radio know that Jimbo and I used to co-host a morning show together, and Jimbo hosts a few different podcasts. He's also uh, started a new company called Podcast PD. So let's talk to him about that and get you some inspiration on starting your own podcast. Hey, Jim, how's 2021 been treating you so far? So far, pretty good. I'm actually, uh, you know, just celebrated a birthday on the 8th. You know, me, uh, Elvis and David Bowie and even R. Kelly celebrate the same day. So I always say musical geniuses, but I've been leaving off R. Kelly the last couple of years. Uh, <laughs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> yes, yes. So you're saying you're a musical genius as well, Jim? Yes. Yeah, come on. You've heard my compositions. I mean... <laughs> From the goofy ones to the serious ones, I'm a musical genius. I just haven't been discovered yet. I think I think 100 years from now, they're going to be like, wow, that Kavachik guy. <laughs> so underappreciated. And they're going to be like, Prince? Prince who? Talking about- <laughs> Have you heard Jim play guitar? <laughs> Have you heard this guy? He- didn't even have a hit when he was there. Now now he's like the most popular artist ever. You know that performance where at the Hall of Fame when Prince got on stage with Tom Petty? Yeah. And 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 um he just like put everybody to the shame. Nope, Jim is the one who's way better than that. That's right. That's right. His his music was released and you know, we're listening to Toast to This Day. Uh, 200 years from now, he, he wrote a song about uh cooked bread and we're still listening to it. Forget about Purple Rain. Jim, you remember <laughs> when you came to my place um, last November? Was it last yeah. November or the nim- November before last? I can't it was uh, actually, Jeez. it was, yeah. Oh my was, God, time flies. Time flies, yeah. It was, but, I, th- I thought about it this past November. I said, man, that was just a year ago, but it seems like it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm bringing it up, remember that since we're talking about guitars, remember the guitar here that you played? Yeah, yeah. We took it to the ocean and everything. Yeah, I took some pictures and it looked mm-hmm. like I was, you know, doing an album cover or something. Your light rock album cover yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of the ocean but guess what i broke that guitar what yes how did you do that okay so i don't know if you remember but i have that guitar beneath um it's it's right at the entrance of my guest bedroom and right beneath the the um smoke detector well i was cooking and the smoke detector went off and so i got on my step ladder but i don't think i had the step ladder uh grounded and so i fell off the step ladder onto the guitar and broke it. 
Oh man! It's like it was like it was it's like an episode. I was gonna say it's like an episode from like a crazy movie or a sitcom or something. <laughs> I love Lucy right there. I, I broke Ricky's guitar. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, my God, I'm surprised I didn't hurt myself. And by the way, thanks for asking if I was okay. But, Are you okay? Um... I hope you had that. <laughs> Did you have that on video for some reason? That's for... <laughs> Thank God I don't. <laughs> that would have been so many, uh, so many views. I know. It would have gone viral. But, yeah, I, I broke that guitar. So I have, oh, to get a, that's terrible. I have to get another acoustic guitar. Um, so the reason I wanted you on this episode is I wanted to talk about um, your creativity and podcasting. And, you know, Jim is one of the most creative people I know you are. I tell you that all the time, probably the most creative person I know. And um, so I I feel like me, I'm a creative person, but you're creative on a hundred thousand trillion. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I will take that. And so whenever I want to come up with some creative ideas, I'm always calling Jim and say, hey, Jim, can would you brainstorm with me? <laughs> and it'll come have, up I, with... have, I ever, have I ever said no? No, you haven't. <laughs> you have never failed me. You have it's never. <laughs> but I'll be like something I'm like, like racking my brain at and Jim will just something off the, off the top of the, the dome and just like it, like it was nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you for being so kind with the creative juices over the years. <laughs> no problem. No problem. But. There are so many people, and I'm sure that um, since you've been podcasting, you get the same question. People are constantly asking me, Shelly, what do you think about me doing a podcast? Everybody wants to do one. And um, the problem is a lot of people don't know what they should be podcasting about. Um, When you come up with your creative ideas about your podcast, because you have like about three podcasts, don't you? Uh, Yeah, I I have like three. Uh, Two are really kind of active. I did one to kind of promote our band we not really haven't done much with it we were just reviewing stuff but two are really kind of active right now uh which was the jimbo podcast which is an interview show which shelly wade has been on yeah uh, a full hour of shelly wade her entire story <laughs> what they're going to do with that that episode is they're going to dissect it they're going to have shelly wade they're going to put pictures to it It'd be a documentary that'll come out on netflix well yeah uh, hbo max <laughs> So I, I kind of, on, on Jimbo podcast, I kind of, you know, Shelly was on it and I, I kind of go with, how did you get here? You know, from where you were, where you started or what inspired you, that kind of thing. It's almost like, uh, I try to do a life story. That's why I was like, I really wanted to have you on again, Shelly, but I'm like, okay, does that go against what I'm doing? And then I realized, you know what? It's my podcast. I could do whatever the heck I want. You know? <laughs> so, but the other podcast is Crispy Coated Robots and that's a, a little different. Uh, we have like a... Uh, um, what's the word? We have a premise, which the the uh, the future's been destroyed, including uh, Google and all information about the past. So we are two time travelers that's come back to make top five lists. And for some reason, there can only be one top five list on certain subjects like best fast food item, uh, you know, best cover song, uh, best Denzel Washington movie, best Eddie Murphy movie, best Tom Hanks movie. So we we both come up, uh, my partner George, we both come up with a, a top five list and we have a debate on which goes into our final time capsule to, for the future to know. So, <laughs> Your digital time capsule? That's right. Well, you know, we have to d- bury it in the ground according to the show. So, it's, <laughs> you know, they, they will find them and, they, and the future will be saved. But, of course, a lot of things will be omitted 
that uh, you know we know, but people in the future won't know. I I have not heard your your um, Denzel um, uh, episode. What that was is, your favorite Denzel? Of? That is actually in the, in the. It's going to be a future episode. Oh, which I, is I, why I, I haven't heard it. Okay. Yes, you have it. <laughs> but you uh, our Eddie Murphy episode. I think we actually had a guest on there, and we our our whole rule, and we stopped having guests after the show. Our whole rule was like, okay, the guest gets to put one in there. So I have this long list. I've got like, you know, Dolomite coming to America, <laughs> trading places and stuff. And he, and our guest, you know, God love him. And, and I thought, you know, he was great. He was, he was great on the show. Uh, he comes in with, oh, the distinguished gentleman needs to be in there. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I painstakingly made my list of Eddie Murphy movies. He's like, uh, the distinguished gentleman needs to be in there. I'm like, Huh? <laughs> he, he might as well said holy man. I would have been like, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's it's fun, and we do have debate, you know. And then I think the one uh, the one episode that kind of shows where I'm coming from and where George, who's a science fiction author, is coming from is we did the best uh, was the top magazine, <laughs> and his was like you know, uh, well he had like Omni on there and a couple science magazines. Wired. And, yeah yeah and guess what my top magazine of all time was oh oh my god i know it don't tell me don't tell me it's the the, the, the mad magazine guy no no my top magazine of all time tv guy (laughs) (laughs) i got a lot of backlash for that one but hey (laughs) Hey. the articles are really good and i'm into tv so i mean (laughs) For me, it was TV Guide. Oh, so my God. That is hilarious. That's the kind of stuff we have. And, and obviously, I get backlash for my, some of my picks, you know. Mm-hmm. And we did a Guilty Pleasures episode, too, Shelly. You would have enjoyed where we threw in stuff that people didn't like. But, you know, I did. So I'll have to go and check, uh, go back and uh, catch up on my episode of Crispy Coated Robots. There you go. <laughs> so that's an interesting name, uh, title, an interesting concept. And so that's why I wanted to invite you on so we can get some creative juices going for my All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast listeners. And uh-huh. maybe you can uh, help them figure out, you know, not like one by one, but give some, throw out some ideas of how they could go about um, figuring out a podcast that would be great for them. You um, and and Robert Scorpio, we all used to um, host a morning show together in Houston, the Box Morning Players. Um, you and Rob, though, have uh, gone off on your own and created a podcast PD's business. Uh, explain to everyone what that's about, and that'll let everyone know why you have even more um, um, expertise in podcasting. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird with the name. We're getting uh, people in radio know it's program directors, but we're getting podcast PDs. Are you like cops that break, you know, that bust <laughs> and podcasts that are bad and, <laughs> and review them and make you say, this is terrible. Oh, my uh, God. I hadn't even thought about that angle. I know. That it, would it's... be a great podcast idea, though. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, our, our little uh, tagline is we're podcast program directors. We come from radio to make your podcast better because... You know, Shelly, everybody, like like you said at the beginning of the, our discussion, everybody wants to have a podcast, but yeah. they, two things, they want to jump into it without a plan, and the other one is they want to make money on it right away. They think, you know, ever since the Joe Rogan thing where he made million, but you got you got to realize he had backlog of shows and worked his way up to, you know, interviewing like top people mm-hmm. um so um and he's been doing it for a long time yeah so it doesn't happen overnight but <clears throat> the good thing about podcasts and you know the reason why i think our business will thrive is there is an audience for everything in the podcast world mm-hmm. so i use the example if you love toy trains 
and you want to do a podcast about how your toy train collection and have people on from that world, you should find an audience. You know, it might be a smaller audience, but there's a lot of niche audiences out there. I mean, as we know, the Joe Rogans, the Shelly Raids of the world, you, you, <laughs> it's very personality driven and you, you bring your own thing to it. But the regular uh, uh, person out there who wants to like pr talk about their hobby or even spotlight their business. We worked with a client that actually uh, internal communications, they were doing uh these kind of boring memos, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like instead, in instead they started to do a podcast instead, like, okay, here's what's coming up in the next month of the company. Just listen to this on your way home. This no, is that's oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of interesting ways it can be used. And I think corporations now see the value in it too, as a way to market their product, basically for very, very low cost. So uh, maybe um kind of throw out maybe like a top three or three suggestions as to how you would suggest someone come up with an idea for a podcast for themselves well yeah first of all you got to be passionate about uh what you're talking about and and i know there was uh my friend tells me this example of i guess these two girls that had a uh had a podcast name but didn't really have a plan afterwards uh, called that's what she said and it was two girls and they were like okay we talk about this and their first episode was really good but like where do we go from here are we going to continue to talk about gossip or what they were they were kind of more enamored by the idea of having a podcast than the follow-up and the content they didn't have a plan yeah so i mean you gotta have a plan and you got you got to kind of know uh, you got to be passionate about it. I don't think, you know, people are going to believe you. It's just the same thing as radio, Shelly. If uh, you're you're talking about something, you got to have a degree of believability for people to invest their time in your podcast. You know, what you do is you bring positivity and you talk about things in your podcast. And that's what people come for. There's a theme to your podcast. You know, for me, it's uh, it's the interviews with folks, a lot of radio stuff, a lot of comedians, a lot of uh, stuff. So with that, with Crispy Code Robots, that's just a, a goofy thing that had almost like a mystery science theater, science fiction bent. So we kind of know how the show is formatted and how it goes. So basically, be, my first thing is be passionate about it. Don't just get into the game because you think that it's cool. <laughs> you know, if you love bikes, if you love cars, if you, uh, you know, uh, really kind of focus your podcast on exactly what you want to talk about. That's probably the the first thing, and mm -hmm. and then make sure that you have enough content, or you you want to talk about it. The content is king, but if your content is bad, I don't think people are going to come back every week. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And that's very important on making sure you have a uh, a good podcast. And I think too, um, it's all about consistency. Uh, you release a podcast every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I release my crispy coated robots every Tuesday and the Jimbo uh, podcast every Wednesday. Yeah. So no matter what happens that year, I will have 52 episodes okay. <laughs> of each. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'll so, do some, I'll do some bonus episodes, but be consistent and grow your audience and realize that you're not going to have a million people listen to your podcast overnight. It's going to take time. You know, what's the purpose of doing it, though, if you're not going to have a lot of listeners? Is there you know, what, what would you what would you say to that? I would say if uh, if, you know, some people are, are passionate about things and the, their hobbies and um, and they want to they want to speak about it. They want to actually, you know, have a voice in that world. I mean, if, if it's toy trains and they have uh, a couple thousand people listening to them, you know, they get their enjoyment out of sharing their hobby with persons and being that 
knowledgeable person in that. Um, so, I mean, eventually they could, they could, you can get niche advertising. If you're speaking to a specific uh, market, you could get like the Lionel train company to be a sponsor of your show. There's, there's money in these, as you know, Shelly, the, the little focus groups and little demos of audiences. Uh, sometimes it's more of a, of a quality, I mean, uh, than quantity of, of listener you're bringing, yeah. you, you, get, you know, if you, if you Shelly have, um, women 18 to 34, uh, a, a thousand people listen to your show each week. That's some value there. Mm-hmm. And um, also, to your point, um, you can have a you know niche uh, kind of um, you know sponsorship situation. There's a lot of people like say like a Joe Rogan. He may make uh, a gazillion dollars from his episodes because he has sponsors who will only sponsor him because he has so many listeners. Um, Most people, to your point earlier, will not have that amount of listeners. But what you could do is you could, um, you know, pitch or or market yourself to certain businesses that um, that may be similar to what you're doing um, or who who may be interested in the audience that is interested in your podcast and you could pitch them, you know, set up a meeting and pitch them and say, you know, Hey, uh, we'd love you to be a sponsor. And that could be a way of making money as well. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's ways to, um, I, I use Buzzsprout as my hosting site Mm -hmm. and they have ways, they have like a little monetizing section And and there's, there's different ways you can do it. Um, you can go through like a pod corn and, and they can try to find stuff. But there's also these kind of uh, affiliate type things where basically you would do your own commercials, almost like back in the day, Shelly, when you would do a commercial and you would have uh, put in code word Shelly to get my <laughs> Shelly offer. And then, and, you know, and then they would have a tracking device to be able to find out how many people use code word Shelly. So you'd get credit for that. Oh, well, okay. on 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 Buzzsprout, they had you know they have like a mattress on there where you know you become an affiliate and you do your own commercials or you talk about it as much as you want and then you get uh, you know some sort of uh, back pay. Instacart, there's a couple ones. I'm just looking at their page right now, but there's ways um, <clears throat> with affiliates, and that's kind of like that's kind of a hard way to make money though because you're like. If you only have a hundred listeners and you're telling people to put the code word in Shelly, it's like how many people out of that will <laughs> respond for yeah. for a mattress? So, yeah. Um, you know. <clears throat> but yeah, let's go back to you know when you were saying the the um, you know three tips that you would suggest. You yeah. mentioned number one was passion. Yes. Number two, make sure that you have the content and yes. probably should do you know if you're going to launch this, you should do several, maybe four or five episodes, maybe even more, um, you know, so that you can have them already there um, and then also um, what was the the last thing you pointed out uh, consistency yes. so those are three I think those are really important um, tidbits for you guys if you really are interested in it and I would say don't be afraid a lot of people <clears throat> spend a lot of time thinking about it thinking about it thinking about it and talking themselves out of it or maybe letting other people talk them talk them out of it but if you really want to do something I'd say go for it and if you know you get into it and you realize it's not something for you at least you tried you know yeah, you never yeah. really would have that regret that um you didn't do it and by the way i know you have to go but i have to mention one thing there was an idea one of my old coworkers um used to drive uh, uber i think he still does actually and <clears throat> he decided to do a podcast 
about about his Uber driving adventures. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that that was a pretty great idea, actually, because you meet so many different characters, um, you know, when you're on those ride shares. And so I yeah, think that's a great never, idea. You never know where it's going to come from. And then real quick on the don't be scared thing, because I want to <laughs> talk about this, because it seems like um, people are worried about going having to book a studio and you know get get a uh, video crew like joe rogan to make sure you have a good video of your podcast um you know you can always start off small and and, and i'm really kind of t- touting now on our our uh, p- uh podcast pds uh, a two episode starter kit because i don't want people to get into this whole thing of like oh i gotta go pay 60 bucks to go to a studio to record for an hour <clears throat> learn how to do it on your laptop and, you know, and we have a service where I can, you know, teach you how to edit, too, because, I mean, that's the thing people are scared about, too, is like, oh, if I do it, I don't know how to edit it, you know, yeah. if I'm scared because, I, you know, <laughs> but if you learn how to edit, you know, Shelly, you and I, <laughs> you know, I've laid down stuff like for voiceover work and it's like, OK, there's like a, a minute of just messing up. And I finally got to the part. Oh, that sounds really good. You know? Yeah. But um, I think people don't need don't have to think about the big like I got to go to a studio. Yeah. I got to have this video. I think just start it on your own. I mean, really, some of these hosting sites are 10 bucks a month for you to put it up there. Um, and just start it and, and promote on social media. Do it organically. That's sometimes the best way to. Uh, and then a lot of people talk about uh, episodes. Uh, if you have about 50 episodes, that's kind of like the, the measuring point now. It's like, and people think, okay, two or three episodes. No, I'll do like 50 and then see where you are and, and see if you want to continue and see if you can make money on it and see how, how far you've come. So I wouldn't yeah. say do five episodes and quit. <laughs> um, be committed to at least 50 yeah, episodes. That's yeah. probably a, a fourth uh, a thing. Yeah. And um, what we didn't make clear earlier is when we mentioned um, you and Scorp's uh, new business podcast, podcast PDs, excuse me, is that, you know, people can, regular people or corporations and businesses, any size, they can actually reach out to you guys and you can help them launch their uh, podcasts. So if you guys are, you know, thinking you want to do a podcast and you're afraid that you won't know how to do it, you can reach out to podcast PDs and and, um, they can uh, give you advice. Um, You can consult. And there are so many different services you guys offer, right? Yeah. I mean, it it comes down to, you know, the, the basic consulting where they can go to our, our website at podcastpds.com and and put you know we have a little uh, appointment area where you can just put in your appointment and with with Scorp and I and you know for a price you can either get a half hour with us or an hour with us depending on what you want to do and also you know we'll we'll ch- I've done this to many clients send out a list of uh, equipment for buying for you know setting up your own home system mm-hmm. you know the focus right and stuff like that to get your in the right microphone to get yourself going um and the, the, as i just mentioned the editing we have voiceover uh, services too we have some of the best voiceover talent at our fingertips like the one and only shelly Wade that could possibly do a you know shelly you do the the intro for my podcast and i get more <laughs> i get more comments on your intro than the actual podcast so i don't know what to do about that <laughs> like, i listened to your podcast today. that was great who does the intro? <laughs> Why like, are you not sending that business my way, Jim? I'm like, wait a minute. I taped the show for an hour. I had a conversation with the guy for an hour. Really great stuff. Who does I the intro? I expect to be getting some money from this, Jim. <laughs> hey, so yeah, you guys, so... Um, you can either get con- consultation from podcast PDs. Um, and if you want, you can go even further and get, um, um, you know, like he just said, lists of equipment. Or if you can, you know, have them uh, produce it, they can do that as well. So, again, podcast 
PDs. Dot com. And depending um, on the area, too, Shelly, you mentioned, you know, uh, Scorpio is in the California area, the Los Angeles uh, area. I'm uh, in Houston. Mm-hmm. Depending on the area, it's, you know, I, I'm doing this for a client right now as I'm going out to his house and taping the show and oh, wow. editing the show. And, you know, obviously that stuff costs a little bit more, but uh, that's, uh, you know, we're, we're, if you're really afraid and want to have somebody come do it for you for the first couple episodes and you're in those two areas, we offer that, too. All right. Very cool. But, you know, they go to the website and get all that info and reach out to you and get all the questions um, answered. Um, Jim, tell everybody where they can find you on uh, social media and on your website and all that. Everything for social media is Jim Beasy. J-I-M-B-E-A-Z-Y. And uh, that's uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, on Facebook. so there you go. Uh, and then uh, if you podcastpds.com is the website. Uh, LinkedIn, too, is just uh, Jim Kovacic. So there you go. Okay, very, very cool. What are your uh, biggest goals, you know, for uh, 2021? Well, I'd really like to, like, uh, to have this company, this podcast PDs, uh, grow really big to where, you know, we're uh, – we're looking at the the next level, hiring mm-hmm. some other folks and, and kind of getting that area. Also, mm-hmm. you know, I'm creative. I want to uh, actually, my goal has been for the last 20 years, Shelly, to actually sell a script and get it out to somebody to Hollywood and, and get it in production. Yeah. Uh, so that's always a goal, and I'm still doing that, never Jim, giving Jim, up. Jim has been writing movie scripts for as long as I've known him since, what, the early 90s. And then um, we actually wrote one together um, back in um, the – I guess it's the early, the mid two thousands, I guess. Um, and we've, we've actually pitched it to quite a few people in Hollywood. <laughs> yes. That's exciting. You know, that's a whole exciting vibe to it's, go there with, with a script and yeah. come, come in the back door somewhere and, you know, you know, feel like a star. And, I know it's exciting. So, but if only we could sell it. <laughs> yes. And I haven't given up and, you know, there's there are other ways for that, but that, yeah, that's, that's something too. And then I also want to keep releasing music. I, I, I think, uh, when you get at a stage where you want to keep on producing music, I did a Christmas song last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, did some funny songs. I'm, I've got different groups for serious Christmas harmonica. Whatever I do musically, I'm releasing. I just don't. I mean, I'll say I don't care, but I want to get it out to the public instead of sitting on stuff. You know, I feel yeah. I, I've there's enough sitting on creative stuff because I've got scripts here that no one's read either. So <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, so yeah. so go out and do. Don't don't sit on it. Do we it. do we do you know? I think if there's anything that that 2020 taught me is a you can plan all you want, <laughs> but what's gonna happen is gonna happen. You know, because yeah. we had so many plans for 2020, but then they all went uh, down the drain. You know, because the world uh, was upended. So I learned that that you just kind of have to go with the flow of life. But also, as you said, don't take anything. Well, you didn't say it like that, but it kind of meant it. Don't take anything for granted. You could be sitting on something and, you know, or you could do the opposite and you could release it to the world and share your your creativity and your talent with the world. And don't take people for granted. Like, I appreciate you, Jim. You're one of my favorite people and I appreciate you. And so I learned, you know, not that I didn't know that stuff already, but you really learn it more intimately when you're going through situations like we did in 2020 you know yeah, and you're very creative Shelley. i know you got stuff that you've done music you've written and stuff like that it's just time to i mean obviously if you you do it you write it and you think like it's not not good enough and keep working on it but if it you know sometimes we we 
to sit on stuff and you know is it not good maybe i should get some different drums on this yeah. or maybe i should write rewrite this part you know yeah do what you can to or even get a third ear to listen to it you know hey yeah. you know get your get your somebody or even there's professional services where <clears> people will read your script and give you some feedback too just to to get you going in the right direction. Yeah, thanks for that encouragement. You know, I, I it said on um, the last episode, I believe, yeah, it was the first episode of 2021, I was mentioning what my goals were for the year. Um, and one of the goals was to start start being a, a professional songwriter because I've, as you said, I've written songs since I was in elementary school, actually. Um, but I haven't gotten them produced uh, professionally or even um, had, you know, someone record them professionally, uh, even recording them professionally myself. And so I'd like to have that title, um, professional songwriter. So that's a goal. So I appreciate um, your encouragement. Well, even if it's just you with an acoustic guitar, Shelly, or were you with a piano and you put it out, let's say, uh, as an EP, like, let me just give you an example with the Christmas song that I put out, mm -hmm. you know, it's probably not the, uh, I mean, produce it sounds great to me and everything, but it's put me in the arena where people are looking for new Christmas songs and a couple of people have heard it and said to me, oh, I know so-and-so in Nashville. Let me play it for them. So that would have never happened if I just would have been sitting on it again yeah. for another year. So yeah. uh, sometimes when you do, it leads to other things. So Ain't nothing to it but to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim. Well, thank you for uh, taking the time to stop down and give us some uh, podcast encouragement. I appreciate you. No problem. Thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. All right. Let's get right into our next conversation. Kimberly Sumter is the host of the Sisters Connect podcast. Happy 2021, Kim. How were the holidays? You know what? My holidays were pretty good. I actually celebrated my 52nd birthday. Wow. Happy belated. What's, what's your, because um, uh, my birthday was over the holidays too. What, um, what date is yours? Okay, so I'm December 28th, three oh, days wow. after Christmas. Wow. So I get one shoe on Christmas, I get the other <laughs> shoe on my birthday. That's how that works out <laughs> all my life. So there we go. So the holidays are pretty good. And, you know, leading up into the new year, you know, we have this new thought, this new mind, this, you know, it's got to be better than 2020. And then now here we are with the things that are happening in the world. But I'm trying to really stay focused and stay positive yeah. um, regardless of all the things that are happening and trying to figure out the ways that I can infuse some positivity into the world. Mm -hmm. So, so far, I have to say so far, so good, but it's been with a lot of intention mm -hmm. and a lot of uh, me waking up each day and, and, you know, saying to myself, okay, we're, we're going to continue to move forward. We're yeah. Continue to do the things that we love and, and, you know, surround ourselves with the people that we love. So that is what I'm doing now. Yeah. As you said, it's got to be with intention. It's got to be on purpose. It's got, it, it has to be because everything is just so daunting right now, emotionally and mentally. Yes. And so you really do have to <laughs> wake up with those intentions. It's like you have to reset every day. Yes, you know, yes. that's what I do, you know, in the mornings when I say when I pray and I read the Bible, it's like my reset. It's like mm -hmm. just a reminder to make sure that you put positivity out into the universe and just yes. try to be hopeful because um, it just seems like there are forces out there that are fighting that hope. And I think that the older, I don't know, let me not say older, the more mature that I am getting, mm -hmm. you know, I start to realize, or I, I really started to realize that we have a lot of control over, you know, our thoughts, 
Um, we have control over the things that we actually look at, what we take in, what we listen to. So um, in knowing that, you know, all of these situations don't have to control my, you know, my peace and, you know, <clears throat> and, and take me away from my center. That's why, you know, trying to be as intentional as possible is so important. Now, in my 30s, even in my 40s, had no idea. You know, I kind of swept with the wind. Wherever the wind went is where Kim went. So, <laughs> you're, you're a clueless, you, know. you were clueless like Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just just quite cl- maybe a little bit more of a clue than that. But but you know what I mean? But just but no, a skosh. Just exactly. Exactly. But now I realize like Kim, like really like you've got to take control over your your um what's happening you know you've got to can take control over what you can take control over so mm-hmm. that's where i am right now shelly well, good it sounds it sounds good and positive which is what i like um before we move forward though i got to go back a little bit we're talking about you know being a, um, um, a holidays baby uh, my birthday mm-hmm. is december 20th and um oh. i i like you, my whole life have, have has always received half the gift on my birthday. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I remember one year my sister uh, gave me a, a shirt for the 20th of December for my birthday. And then five days later, I got the pants for the outfit. Oh, and I'm yep, like, there you go. Anybody else on their birthday would have gotten the entire outfit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Or I love the conversations about, oh, this is for Christmas and your birthday. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I've even gotten this is for Christmas and your birthday and Valentine's no, Day. So you, no, no, yes. no. That is no, yeah. you are lying. You went there. That he is a, there that before. is a figment of your imagination. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but that was the one and only time that he said that to me. Trust me, okay? <laughs> did you tell him right away? Or did you like tell him gently later on? Yes, yes. So, well, I told him right away, but gently when Valentine's Day was creeping around, I let him know, okay, that deal that you thought we had, we don't have. Okay, so so we got that straight. Yes. Oh my God, the birthday Christmas Valentine's combo. Mm-hmm. I have never heard that one before. Yeah, really bad, bad. Oh my God. All the way till the end of February. Seriously. Yes, yes. I guess it just depends on the amount of the gift. Yeah. And, and you know, if it's over a certain bracket, then that means that that covers everything. Yeah, so I but, guess it was yeah. a huge gift. Then that can, it I might have to, gift. yeah, well, I might have to, you know, excuse him at that point if it's a really nice one. So. Okay, well, look, it was only an iPhone. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to be out. It was just oh, an iPhone. I was thinking and maybe I, a, a little blue box. Tiffany's maybe? No, it wasn't <laughs> Tiffany's. It was an iPhone. And I think it was even refurbished. But we won't even go there. So let's move on. <laughs> hey, when you know better, you do better. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you let him know. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so... I was going to say let's move forward, but we actually have to move back and rewind um, Mm -hmm. because I want to tell everybody, I want you to tell everybody how we actually met. I actually thought, you know, because I know Kimberly and I are uh, friends um, on, we're connections on LinkedIn. And Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how it happened. I don't know if I connected with you or you connected with me, but I know that I would constantly see your updates about your podcast Um, Mm -hmm. and it would inspire me. Because, um, and I think I sent you a note saying as much, I I just, you know, my All the Rage with Shelly Way podcast has been in existence for a lot of years. But sometimes I get, I have uh, motivation uh, uh, for it. Mm -hmm. And other times I'm like, ah, you know, 
what's my inspiration? (laughs) And so I'm not producing them, um, you know, as regular or as often as I should. And and, um, so I would see you promoting your podcast and I just felt like it was very inspirational. And so I think I reached out and said that to you, right? Um, You did, you did. And and how we initially met Shelly, like this is so crazy. So this is almost like maybe, oh my goodness, 30 years in the making, like seriously. Stop trying to make people think I'm old, stop it, stop it. (laughs) that's right you were actually you were 15 at the time so let's say that how about that is that safe if I do that so I lived in Houston Texas and my hometown um, H-Town H-Town that's right so I actually am from New Jersey I'm back in New Jersey right now and um, I was living in Houston I won some tickets on uh, the radio mm-hmm. uh, station, the station that you happened to work for at the time. 979 The Box. The Box. And I went and picked up my tickets, and you were at the front desk as the receptionist at the time. I don't know if you were formally the receptionist, but oh, you were wow. at the front desk. Oh, you're talking about at the very beginning of my career then. Oh, yeah. Because that's how I was a college student at the time, and I was getting my foot in the door because I wanted to be on the radio because I was on my college radio station, but I was getting my foot in the door by being the receptionist, hoping that somehow I could finagle my way from the reception area to on air. (laughs) Well, by that time, (laughs) you actually did finagle yourself because you were on air. So maybe you were just sitting up. Maybe you were at the desk at that time. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. (laughs) And you happened to give me my tickets. And I was so excited because not only did I meet you, like, to me, your voice and everything about you, your personality on the radio was just like butter. It was Uh so... I was so excited to meet you. I was so overwhelmed. I could care less about the Houston Oilers. No disrespect. (laughs) I was just happy that I won the tickets, that I was able to come up to the station. Mm -hmm. I saw you, and I looked at all of the pictures of the DJs on the wall. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the DJs that I saw was Rudy B, who worked for your sister station at the time. So I'm going to go back to the reason why that's so important. But that was the first time that I met you. And then after... After that, um, I was working as a waitress at a local comedy club, and you were hosting that night. Um, was it the male stripper night? It probably was. <laughs> it probably was, yes. Just joking yeah, comedy yes. club, right? Yes. That is it. Yes. That mm-hmm. is it, yes. And we met each other. We were kind of crossing paths in the ladies' room, mm-hmm. and I mentioned hey, to wait, wait. you. Hey, wait, wait. Had a meeting in the ladies' the room. The ladies' room. That's right. That's <laughs> right. See, back real soon. Real soon. Oh, my okay. God. Yeah, I think we probably, um, but you can sing, though. <laughs> think about it, right? Yeah, you can sing. Yeah, I can't. So anyway, so we met in the ladies' room, mm-hmm. and I had mentioned to you that I wanted to, um, I was excited again because I was seeing you and that I wanted to uh, go into radio. I wanted to be a radio personality. And Kim, wait, I'm it. sorry to interrupt you, but you're like mm-hmm. in the bathroom. I wasn't in the stall at this time, was I? No, we weren't in the stall. <laughs> we were at the same. Well, you didn't Come interrupt me now. at the stall, right? <laughs> I've got class now. I've got a little bit more class than that, Shelly. I'm just being okay? silly. I waited. Kim, I ignore I me. I'm being silly. Okay. <laughs> I know. As you were. <laughs> but, we were. but we were talking and you were just so incredibly 
sweet and so nice. And that literally was about 30 years ago, seriously. And mm-hmm. I never, ever forgot that. Yeah. So you were already my favorite female radio personality mm-hmm. on air. But then you became even more of that after that conversation. And it was such a brief conversation. But because we know now that the industry can be very... You know, sometimes people are not as open and as nice and all of that, especially to someone who has no experience in radio. I'm just someone who just is really just green. It hadn't even interned anywhere, anything like that. But mm-hmm. you were so open to just being kind to me. Mm-hmm. And I literally took that and ran with that. And it always stuck with me. And I really want to credit you for really making me feel that I had... Um, that not only did I have the right to go into this industry with having no experience at all, but that that it could be open to somebody like me. So I really want to say that I really thank you. I will <laughs> never forget that. I have never forgotten it. Oh my God, thank and you I have so much. <laughs> followed you over the years because of it. So this well, you is know amazing what? to me. Um, I I really do feel you know I I've always believed strongly in following your dreams. I yes. feel like for whatever reason, Kim, I've always been big on dreams even when I was a little mm-hmm. girl I was thinking about my my singing career and all that so you know it's like a big thing for me and and I just kind of feel like if you don't follow your dreams I mean you know it's it's um I feel like God wouldn't put dreams in our heart our hearts if they weren't meant to be tr- come true I totally right agree with that and mm-hmm. so we we owe it to ourselves to follow our dreams I don't want to ever get to the point where I'm 80 or 90 or whatever at the end of my life whenever that's going to be 100 or whatever I don't want to ever get to that point and look back and feel like wow I didn't even go after that you know and that was always a dream of mine I mean we don't know how long we have but we definitely um, can be advocates for ourselves and, 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 and just go after what we feel passionate about you know and I'm really happy mm-hmm. you went after it um, tell me about your radio career Oh, my goodness. So after that, um, and I don't know if you were still there at the box. I became an intern at the box. What year was that? I became an intern. Oh, my gosh. That was probably in early 90s, maybe 91, 92, 93-ish around that At the box? At the box. No, I I hadn't gotten to the box yet. I didn't get to the box until early 93. I was still at 102 um, when you were at the box. And then I then I went to um, then I went to the box after that. Okay, so I was you predated me. (laughs) See, I'm I'm, see. And that's why you're she is younger. Everyone. She's so much younger. (laughs) But but no, at the time I was with Nikki T. I was working. I was working the boards with Nikki T. And then I worked a little bit. Yeah. God rest her rest her soul. Yeah. Nick. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't. Nikki passed away years ago. I'm sorry. I didn't. I apologize. Oh my goodness. I just assumed you knew. Yeah. Sadly. Oh God. I'm sorry. I. Okay. That's okay. My. That threw me off for a minute. That is quite okay. That that is okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So I I also um. I also interned or uh, ran the boards with Lester Pace as well. And again, I've been so lucky. I know he I've been so lucky to have had such really great experiences with everyone, you know, in that space around the box. And then uh, Robert Scorpio gave me the opportunity to even start out as um, an intern. So it was just really cool. And that's kind of where I got my feet wet. Mm -hmm. And then from there. 
I went, um, well, didn't really get my feet wet because I technically wasn't on the air, but just being in the space, being around the station and, and having that opportunity. And then from there, I moved over to Kids Jam, which was a college <laughs> radio station. And I know that, you know, with Texas Southern University. Yeah, KTSU, uh, that was that was the station yes. I got my start at. Yeah, I was a student yes. at TSU. Yeah. So I was there for a little bit um, and then maybe about um, probably about a year or so. So that was really it. Probably maybe about five, six years later, I moved to Colleen, Texas. By the um, way, what, what brought base. you to Houston from New well, what Jersey? What brought me to Houston was I was... Um, I was attending Prairie View A&M oh, University. Oh, TVU. All right. And my family came down for homecoming mm-hmm. and loved Texas. And they were like, we're out. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Let um, me tell you yeah. things. You know, I don't have to tell you how, how just... I, demanding and hustle and bustle Jersey is in New York. And so your your family probably got down to Texas and like, hmm, this is a nice slow pace of mm-hmm. life. Easy. No tax, no uh, state taxes on your, yes. <laughs> your yes. family that was like, ex- what? That's exactly what happened. And I was, in sh- I was shell shocked. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, look, I'm here for school. You're not supposed to come down and visit me. And then the next semester I'm actually living in Texas. Are you crazy? Like what is happening right now? That's hilarious. You wanted to get away from your family and they, you know, not, not in a negative way, but just to go ahead and sow your oats and become an adult, you know, on your own. And here they come coming to Texas with you. (laughs) Exactly. But you know, I guess with being in Texas, so that's really how I got there. And, and with that, um, it has really been such a rewarding thing from there. Um, I went to, yeah, you were saying um, you left Houston and went to Colleen. Right. I went to Colleen. That's right. And I worked um, at um, KIZ, mm-hmm. and that was a clear channel radio station. So that was my first real radio job where I was actually getting paid and I had a real shift. And what I was shift working, were you doing? I was doing the middays, just oh. like just like you, Shelly Wade. Kim, and you can tell me middays. if you if you believe this because I feel like all the years I've done radio, you know, I've, I've done different shifts. I've I I. I've done mornings, I've done middays, I've done um, afternoons, I even did overnights. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like midday, that's the best shift to have a life. Yes. Because yes. you don't have to, you start 10 a.m., you get off at 2 p.m., sometimes 3. Yes. Um, if you have kids or husband, you can see them off to school or work, and then you can still go and get your workout on, and then you can, you know, maybe watch your stories a little bit and then go into yes. work. Well, no, the stories, they, they, they don't come on until later. But then you can go into work, and then afterwards, you still have a life after 2 p.m. You could, you know, ideally yes. pick up the kids from school. You could go, if you're single, you can go to a party and still, you know, people who do the morning show, it's hard for them to go to a party at night and then get right back mm-hmm. up at 3 a.m., so so I feel like middays, that's the best shift in radio to have a life, a quality life. It was absolutely the best. It was. It was. And I was from 10 to 3. And I think like if I had to do any type of production work, I can do it before my shift and I could or I could do it after my shift and I'd still be out of there by four o'clock. Yeah. So it was just perfect. I absolutely loved that shift and I loved connecting. And I think I don't know for the midday um, with me working on a military base in that area, mm-hmm. I was the only female on the radio station. So yeah. it, it just made, you know, a lot of sense. Sense, I guess. Um, but from there, I um, I said, okay, this is it. Um, 
I had been there for, I want to say maybe about three years. And I just decided that I was going to send out an air check tape. And that's how we were doing it back then. Mm -hmm. Literally a tape. I sent out my air check tape to the program director um, at K, um, KRMB mm-hmm. uh, 105.7 in Dallas, Texas. And he was amazing. He just said, okay, come on. And I was like, what? Pretty awesome. Like, like what? Like I was so nervous because I did not expect that to happen. <clears throat> I was just trying to kind of test the waters. <laughs> um, and I moved to Dallas. We were actually, I was on my way moving to Dallas, but I was trying to secure something. So that worked out really well. And then I worked an overnight shift. Mm-hmm. So that is, um, it, it. the experience of it all was just really incredible. And just going back to what we talked about earlier on, when I first saw you at, um, when I picked up my uh, tickets for, um, you know, winning the tickets, um, there was a picture of a DJ. His name was Rudy V. Mm-hmm. He worked at uh, the <clears throat> sister station for where you were. Yeah, 102. And by the way, I don't know if you know Rudy's story. Um, I was actually just getting my start in radio when Rudy started. Rudy used to be, I believe, a UPS driver. Yes. And um, they had this uh, contest on the radio. Hey, listen, uh, we're gonna we're gonna choose our quiet storm um, jock. Um, mm. If you'd like to try out, mm. send us your audition. And Rudy sit in his audition and he got the show and that's how uh-huh. his radio career got started and he was so natural at it just yes. he was so natural and the ladies loved him so yes that's how his career got started Rudy V's voice is uh, it's just amazing like he took Houston by storm on the quiet storm and he also did the same thing in Dallas yeah so he was working at the radio station that I was now going to be working at doing the overnight mm-hmm. the crazy thing about it was um I guess the full circle moment was when I when I got there first thing you have to do you take your headshots and all of that so now I'm really official with these radio headshots <laughs> and my picture on the wall at that radio station oh, was right next to Rudy V. That's and freaking I, amazing. It was so incredible and it just seriously full circle moment. Yep. And then I was also um, on shift right after Rudy. Mm-hmm. And when he went on vacation, I was doing the quiet story. Really? So it now? was just, yes. It was the craziest thing ever. So, like, my experience, I think it was all meant to be, but I am so incredible, incredible, incredibly, I'm sorry, grateful for all of that. Yeah. Um, and it's just amazing how God works and how life takes its turns and how things just come into those full circle moments. So that's where, you know, I landed. And then from there, I went on to um, K-Soul in Dallas as well. I worked in promotions. Um, I did news and traffic. That's where I got my feet wet in that. Um, I did a little bit of middays. I did weekends. I did overnights. I did a little bit of everything. So my uh, career in radio lasted for about 17 years. Pretty not awesome. bad, not and, bad. And, yeah. Let me ask yeah, you, great. Um, mm-hmm. when you were dreaming of being on the radio all those years ago, when you finally got into it, was it everything you had hoped? It was everything that I hoped and more. Yeah, yeah. And I was literally thinking yesterday, I I was walking to my car yesterday and I said, 
I wish I were on the radio again. <laughs> wow. I don't know why that thought just hit me. It was just the craziest thing. And I, because I felt like I really miss it. I do miss it. Mm-hmm. But the experience <clears throat> was, was everything that, and more that I, um, that I've thought of, you know, one of the very first radio personalities that I knew and that I just listened to religiously living here in, uh, you know, the New York, New Jersey area was Frankie Crocker. Aww, like he is legendary. a radio legend. The legendary. Yes. I wish I could have so, met him. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I would, you know, and you, he, in, in, in urban radio, I think Frankie Crocker and even in radio, just in general, like he's one of those people who is just in the top 10 of, of, of legends. And he was just incredibly amazing. And it's so funny now, like the younger adults and kids listen to music. They listen to the DJs who were really into the hip hop and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I was 10 years old, loving Frankie Crocker and good (laughs) R and B music and also hip hop and all of that. So we looked at radio differently. We even looked at radio personalities like real celebrities back then. We mm-hmm. looked at them and revered them so much more as well. So, yeah, he was amazing. Amazing. I've, I've heard on the so air. many amazing stories about him, not only on air, um, you know, of course, his voice was so smooth and he was just legendary, but I've heard a lot of stories about him off air, which are kind of mm-hmm. wild stories as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's a, so he, he, he had him some good some good times on the radio okay. he was like the god <laughs> of radio in new york city so he yes. had some he had some good times yeah it, it would have been nice to be able to grow up listening to him and and mm-hmm. um and even meeting him that would have been really nice mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and you you grew up in, the, in right now you said you're in jersey uh jersey city or yes i am jersey city i <clears throat> was born and raised in jersey city when wow. i went off to college i went to texas mm-hmm. um you know went to prairie view a m like i said before and then we stayed there my family came down loved it i was in texas for about 20 years before mm-hmm. i relocated back uh to new jersey and i'm actually physically back in jersey city right now um so that was after my career in radio was over <clears throat> Um, and, and came back and, you know, started working the nine to five, doing some other things and, you know, just wasn't really quite fulfilled in anything that I was doing, but just working. Um, and it, you know, I came back because I was in a relationship. I was just about to say, what made you move back to Jersey all of a sudden? You and I, by the way, we, we've kind of had our our paths have crossed in different ways because, um, you know, when I left Houston, I left Houston to be on the radio at Z100 in New York city. But Mm -hmm. the whole time I worked in New York city, I lived in Hoboken, New Jersey, and Mm -hmm. that's a small little mile wide town just North of Jersey city. Um, so our paths and, and I um and I, I left there, I left Hoboken about seven years ago and you moved there eight years ago, so we were kinda of there at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> I we wish we would have known that at the same time. I wish we would have known that. I know, could have hung out for a little while. <laughs> if I would have reached out to you, I was still fangirling you, so it wouldn't have worked out at all because you were thinking, oh, my gosh, this girl is really stalking me because I could have told you every move that you made, what you ate last week. No, you no. You, you know what? So I have a funny story, and I, I'm going to get back to you because you were telling me the story about, you know, when you moved back and you weren't mm-hmm. fulfilled with different things. But So don't forget that. But okay. I have a fun story, and you're talking about uh, what you're saying, fangirling or, or just knowing who I am. And I was... Um, 
Short Hills is a little town. It's a little town in New Jersey. And um, I was at the Short Hills Mall. You ever go there? the Short Hills yes, Mall? Yes, yes. So, nice area. Yeah, one year I was at the Short Hills Mall. I used to love to go to that Nordstrom over there. And I went to the Mac um, at the Mac store at the base of Nordstrom trying to find my, probably my favorite lipstick at the time, which was Cyber. And um, I remember just calling out, because you know, you, sometimes you're at the at the mall and you can't find someone at the counter. It's like, um, is there anybody who can help me, you know? Mm-hmm. So I remember calling out, you know, asking, hey, is there anyone or something? And this young lady, this African-American lady was across the way in the store. And she said, well, there's no one at the counter, but you can go to that one. And then she said, are you Shelly Wade? And I was like, mm. what? You know, because I don't, you know, like, of course now, you know, people see you, if, you know, you, um, they've, they, you know, people are, radio people are more visible now because, you know, the internet. Right. But I still never, when I'm out and about, I never expect that anybody knows who I am. I never mm-hmm. even, it never even crosses my mind that someone may know who I am, even though like sometimes I do a lot of TV appearances. I, it never crosses my mind that someone is going to know who I am when I'm out and about. So when she said, are you Shelly Wade at the sh- at the Nordstrom in Short Hills Mall? I was like, what? And she, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she was like, Shelly, I used to listen to you. And and I was thinking she was going to say Z100 New York because I was in New Jersey. She said on 97.9 The Box in Houston. I was like, what? 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 And I I was not expecting to be in the Short Hills Mall in New Jersey meeting someone who... um, who listened to me on the radio in Houston. And mm-hmm. so I thought that was really ironic. And I think I gave her my card. See, it was nice to meet you, you know, and, oh, wow. and stuff like that. And I think I probably asked her what made her move to New Jersey and all of that stuff. And so that was just a meeting, you know, quick meeting. And that was it. Fast forward like a week later, my friend Jackie and I used to love to post up at the bar at the Houston's in Hackensack. Mm-hmm. And so... I, I'm running a little late and I park and I get to the Houston's Hackensack and I get to the bar and my friend Jackie is sitting there having a bunch of laughs with this girl oh, who I goodness. saw at Short Hills Mall in New in, in, in you know in New Jersey. And I'm like, oh my God. And also, Kim, um, Jackie is also from Houston. So here we are, three girls from Houston sitting at the bar. So my point in saying that is Janice is one of my favorite friends to this day because we met at the mall in Short Hills, New Jersey, because she used to listen to me in Houston. (laughs) So I would not have thought you were a stalker. I would have been because I had a whole crew of Houston people I used to hang out with in in New York and New Jersey, a whole bunch of people from Houston hanging out and now living in New York and New Jersey. So it was a bunch of fun. And so you would have just been a part of that crew. Okay, well, that is a relief (laughs) to know. Okay, that feels good then because and and it's such a small world. right? Isn't Mm -hmm. that crazy? It is. But Let me tell you something. I would not have had to see your face to know you were (laughs) Shelly. I could have had my my face turned the opposite way and you would have said three words and I would have been like oh my goodness that's Shelly Wade that's what she said she recognized my voice that's what she said Mm -hmm. it wasn't my face it was my voice but 
you know, again, it's something I never even consider that someone would know who I am. It, I don't even like I would I after work, I would get on the train and looking any kind of way and not even thinking. And now I think back, I'm like, what if someone knew and they saw me looking that terrible? I never even thought about it. I remember <laughs> one time my friend Kwame came down. He was also a radio guy in um, Connecticut. And he came down to, down to visit me in, um, in the city. And it was his birthday and I was treating him to dinner at this um what was the restaurant i can't think of the restaurant it was this upscale japanese restaurant in tribeca and we went to dinner there and um so he was sitting across from me he was like i bet you people recognize you all the time and i was like no they don't mm-hmm. and he said that to me a couple of times and i was like no nobody ever recognizes me you know and then at that very moment the second time i said it this waiter passes by he was like are you Shelly Wade with Z100? <laughs> oh, wow. I was like, what? And then Kwame looked at me and started laughing. He was like, I told you. And the guy, it just so happened that a couple of weeks earlier, yeah, because Kwame's birthday is um, December 3rd, is New Year's Eve. And so mm-hmm. a couple of weeks earlier was our Z100 Jingle Ball show. And that waiter just happened to be at Madison Square Garden at that show. And he saw me and he's passing me at the restaurant and he recognized me just as Kwame was saying people recognize me all the time and I was denying wow. it. <laughs> and, so it was, and so I just say that as a point that I'm just like, I never even consider the fact if I go out, I never even think about someone may recognize me. It doesn't even cross my mind. <laughs> well, Shelly, you are you're a celebrity. Okay. And I don't think I that's accurate. I, exactly. I that's might be a little thing. popular, but not a celebrity. <laughs> you are a extremely popular lady, which crosses into celebrity. So even though you may not think so, and you have to think about all the people who've listened to you over the years, how you, you know it's it's not just about and the reason why they recognize you is not only your voice, your amazing voice. But it's your personality, your presence, it's all of that. There's a connection that I feel as a listener that like we make with you because you're not flat on the radio. Like you have so much personality and we feel like we know you. So I think that's why people kind of recognize and 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 they know you you are a celebrity girl. Stop it. Whatever. You you you've been on national television. Didn't I see you on the talk? Oh yeah, I used to do that all mm-hmm. the time, and the, the, I um, did that for a good se- six years actually. Mm-hmm. And I just stopped doing it last year. And yeah. I used to work with Cheryl Underwood. She used to be <sighs> on the radio with me. Cheryl is the sweetest woman ever. She used to work at KRMB as well. She did the morning show. She's so hilarious. I'm so happy to see all the amazing things and and where she is right now. Cheryl hilarious. is so beautiful. So I'm I'm telling you, like my experience in radio with the people that I've met, I've been very lucky. Yeah. I can't really give you any horror stories about the people in oh, the industry good. that I've met and all of that. I have because there been, are some horror stories out there. I'm oh, happy you I didn't know. experience in them. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. There I've are heard. some horror stories. You know, and, and again, it, to me, you know, just listening to what you're saying, the amazing time you had during your radio career and probably will still have when you resume it, because it sounds like you're interested <laughs> again. But um, it's just, uh, again, another testament to why you should follow your dreams, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so you were telling me about Jersey, you moving back and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, so, you know, got the nine to five, wasn't in radio anymore. Life happens, blah, blah, blah. Marriage didn't work out, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Um, So fast forward.
recording. I'm not that. laughing at um, the marriage not working out. Oh, I'm just I laughing know. at the blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the blah, 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 right. <laughs> um, but um, I, when I was also in Dallas, initially when I, when I got to Dallas for the first time and I was working the overnight shift, I tried to figure out a way that I could connect with the women in the city. Mm-hmm. And, you know, working overnights, the only people that were seriously with truckers and like I love you I'm not even gonna say I appreciated the company at night Mm -hmm. but I wanted to really connect with the women in the city and it was kind of tough doing a late night shift yeah Um, so I created this little platform called sisters connect and I thought you know what maybe this is a way I built a little web so that that you know I can just have I can connect with women in some type of way. So, you said a website because um, your phone went out. I mean, your was a um, connection went out a little bit. Okay. Sisters Connect yes, website. So it, okay. It, yeah. So it was a <clears throat> website initially, <throat> um, which turned into um, little mini lifestyle events. Um, so I all of that was, was kind of tossed over to the side when I moved to Jersey, stopped, you know, wasn't in radio any longer. Um, but maybe about four years ago or so, Um, I had a conversation with a friend. Um, Since then, um, I started a small little candle company um, and I was having a conversation with a friend and she said, you know, you really should start a Facebook community. And I was like, no, I don't know what I would start one about. You know, I have a candle company. Who wants to go into Facebook and talk about candles? Like it just (laughs) wasn't connecting with me at the time. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about, wait a minute what about Sisters Connect? Like, let, what about if I bring that community back? And for me, I'm really, when it comes to social media, I, I try very hard not to stay on social media, but if I'm on it, I just want something positive because you can find negative things around you at the drop of a hat. But I really wanted to have a space that was positive. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking, hmm, I've got this candle company I'm really promoting to women um, and I have Sisters Connect, which was also, uh, you know, a group for women. How about trying to marry to trying to marry the two together? So what I decided to do was with the candle company, create the Sisters Connect platform on Facebook to create a group where all I basically did was, um, you know, have inspirational and motivational things to talk about in quotes and 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 videos and all kinds of things and just really starting a conversation with the women in the group Mm -hmm. so I initially invited people who were purchasing my candles because I figured they're the type of women who are looking for inspirational things right so Mm -hmm. it was kind of almost like a way of me having some added value for my customers um And then that just started to really grow and it was doing really well and it grew like really, really quickly. So from there, I started getting really, really tired of coming up with posts and and chatting and and doing all of that. Like I enjoy the connection, but I was working still a nine to five and it was getting to be too much. Yeah. Then I started thinking about podcasting Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay. I started thinking about my experience in radio. I started thinking about the fact that I absolutely love podcasts. Like I've been listening to podcasts before they were popular. I mean, like all like when blog talk radio just started, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, maybe I can take this content, everything that I'm writing and chatting about in this group 
and just make it a little bit easier on myself and on the people who are in the group and create a podcast and actually start off, you know, and maybe have conversations instead. So that's really where the podcast came about. It stemmed from the idea of creating content initially through a Facebook community um, because of my candle company and then wanting to further those conversations and having richer conversations um, I felt um, in the space of podcasting because I'm a really firm believer that there is truly power in the spoken word Mm -hmm. and when people hear your voice they hear you know I guess they can really connect with you more I think because Mm -hmm. you can you can just open up your Facebook um, you know app and there are millions of things happening so many people chatting and talking and all of that but I felt like with the podcast I could just really attract the people who were interested in what I had to say also give a space for a platform for people to be able to be able to be a part of that and also expand that reach a little bit more outside of a Facebook community. So that's where the podcast really came about. It was almost a little bit by accident, mm-hmm. um, but it has been, a, that's been another, you know, pretty incredible experience. And it gave me the opportunity to get behind the mic again on my own terms. Yes, which is so important. You don't have to rely on a company to give you permission to express yourself and to connect with your audience. What year did you start the Sisters Connect podcast? You want to hear something crazy? What? In about another nine days, it would be two years exactly. Wow. What are you going to do to celebrate that uh, amazing um, anniversary? Well, once I take a nap, um, <laughs> because again, I am 52. No. <laughs> you know what? I don't know. I think I might actually go into the group and 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 just, you know, just just connect with everyone inside the group. I'm sure that I'm going to drop a a um, an episode that day. But two days after that, I'm actually having an online meetup. So I'm marrying the podcast with vision boarding, with candle making in a Zoom setting with a virtual candle making workshop. So that is kind of dedicated to all of the women who have been supporting me along the way and who've been listening. So I think that's going to be the celebratory moment on the 22nd when we do that. That sounds pretty neat, Kim. That sounds um, like a lot of positivity that people need at this moment in time. (laughs) Is it um, too late for people to sign up for that? Absolutely not. So how can they? Please give us info. Sure. So what you can do is go to my website. Um, It's sistersconnect.com. That's S-I-S-T-A-H-S connect.com. If you go onto the website and you visit the shop, you're going to see my little candle shop there. And then you'll see the link for the Ignite Your Vision candle and vision board workshop. And you can just go on there, um, purchase your little kit. So basically what's going to happen is you're going to meet up on the 22nd with me and all the other ladies um, for about two and a half hours. Um, Once you purchase your ticket, what I'm going to do is send you a kit so that you can actually create your own candle. Um, And then we're going to get into the space together. We're going to have wine. Um, you know, we're going to chat, talk about podcasting, talk about the things that we love, our intentions for the 
year and we're going to make those candles and make those vision boards take some snapshots and we'll be on our way so it's absolutely um, still available for people to do that and um, I'm super excited so beyond that I'll have them once a month as well so this is going to be something on continuous uh, that will continue to happen if you can't make the 22nd love 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 and you were just telling me the other day that Nate Berkus of Oprah the Oprah show fame yes. um, 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 what is he um, t- he's a de- he's not a designer he's a um, I guess he yes. that is one of his what is Nate yes. he's yes. A, uh, an interior designer that um, is correct he chose your um, candle making can you explain that to everyone because I'm not saying yes. it correctly yes so over the holidays um, I actually got a phone call uh, from someone from LA mm-hmm. who was booking a candle making workshop for me and I was like well, like where is she here about me from I'm, I'm like I just didn't know mm-hmm. I was really nervous though I didn't want to ask her because I didn't want to seem as though I didn't have myself together and mm-hmm. like like how'd you find me but anyway What I found out a couple of days later through an email was that the uh, candle making workshops through my company, Wax Candy, was actually featured and chosen by Nate Berkus to be one of the top 15 gifts that he's giving away to his friends in 2020. And that blew my mind. Like, how did he find you? How did Nate Berkus find you? I have no idea. You should reach out to him. Hey, Nate, it's your girl, Kim. (laughs) I know, right? I know. Exactly. (laughs) Let's do something together. Because while you're doing your interior decorating, um, you could put my candles in in those spaces. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. But you know what I am doing? I'm having a workshop with one of someone that works for him um, in a couple of days. Love it. So it just, it is so beautiful how everything just, I could not have even imagined or dreamed of that, you know, happening ever. It it just, the way that it happened is just so crazy, but I'm so incredibly thankful for it. So since then I've been getting, um, I held my second uh, workshop yesterday. So I'm doing private workshops as well. So if you want to have a private workshop with your girlfriends and all of that, you can definitely kind of connect with me. And it's been a really beautiful experience because along with radio and along with podcasting, I happen to be very passionate about and love candle making. So, um, you know, I teach you the process. We talk about like, I really get into the, the science of candle making and it just makes me feel good. So I'm I'm so excited, very blessed I feel and what I had made a intentional decision 2 years ago was I'm going to give myself an opportunity, stop working the 9 to 5 and just give myself 18 months to see what could happen in the space of the candle making and in the space of podcasting. And I couldn't make that decision if I didn't have an amazing man in my life who was you know, open to just wanting to see me be happy. Um, And here we are, even through the pandemic with everything kind of pretty much being, uh, you know, of course, obviously a very rough year in 2020. I left my job in 2019. And I have to say that with everything that I wanted to do, it just manifested itself even in the midst of what was happening last year. 
um, where I was able to really build and grow on both of my businesses. So it has really, truly been a blessing. I love it, Kim. Again, it's everything you're saying is nothing but inspiration. I absolutely love everything you're saying. And one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the podcast is not because I wanted us to make sure that we connect. <laughs> Hello, we're mm-hmm. sisters. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was terrible. But um, but I, I wanted people to be inspired by your podcasting story. Because mm-hmm. again, people are always asking, and I'm sure they ask you, um, what do you think about me doing my own podcast? But I don't know what I should do. What should I talk mm-hmm. about? You know? Mm-hmm. And so... I think the way you came about it was not from, I'm going to host a podcast just so I can be a superstar or just so I can make money. You are hosting a podcast to get the word out there about your candle making business and mm-hmm. to connect with other women. Right. And and those are, are, are really wonderful reasons to make a podcast as well. Can you, I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot a little bit, but mm-hmm. could you kind of like give us maybe three uh, pointers or, 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 um, or things that we could um, do to, to come up with uh, an idea for a podcast of our own? Um, you know, I, uh, passion, whatever you think it should be. Okay, sure. So uh, the first thing is, is let's just tap into what you're passionate about. Like, what is the thing that you just love? You love to talk about something that means something to you. What is that thing? It could be pop culture. It could be uh, something very specific as far as what your vocation is. It could be a hobby that you have. So let's think about those things because the one thing that I, I really feel for sure in podcasting is that no matter what the topic is, there's space for it and there's somebody who is ready to hear your information and hear what you have to say Um, so that would be one thing the other thing is is make sure it's something that you don't mind talking about over and over and over and over and over again right (laughs) so you want to select something that not that you're slightly interested in or that you know just a little bit about but try to get something that you don't mind talking about and and having different spins and different ideas and different ways that you can, um, you know, make it interesting for people who are listening. Because I really think the approach that you should have when you're podcasting is not that you are a podcaster, quotes, podcaster, but that you're really having a conversation. You know, it's, it's about having a conversation. It's about Um, you know, spreading love and light. It's about spreading your knowledge and all of those things. And then I think the third thing is that you can take the angle if you are in business. If you're in business, look at podcasting as a way for you to expand your reach because you have social media. I know you've got your mailing list. I know you are probably doing, um, you know, now what is the new app that they've got going on right now? There's something new that everybody's doing right now. Clubhouse? Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. So there are so many different types of places in the social space, um, you know, that you can you can utilize in order to promote your business. But there's something about podcasting where people can connect with you, especially your customer base. They can connect with you in a different way because you can give more of yourself if you want to. Um, You can um, you can, uh, you know, be seen as an expert in your field. You know, and your reach is expanded so much further because people from all over, 
can listen to your podcast. So so think about it from the perspective of business, like how can I expand my reach, you know, using something different with a different platform and connecting with people in a different way um, by inserting more of yourself. Um, look at it from the perspective of, you know, I have a passion or a hobby or something um, that I'm really well versed in and I wanna share and educate people with. You know, and then think about it for even a way for you to uh, get a release, you know, get a release for you to talk about something that is important to you. So I would suggest for anyone and and I think just about everybody might kind of fit in one of those categories, but don't take podcasting so seriously. Like you have to have uh, a radio background or you have to have been a public speaker in order to get on a microphone and sound really great and come across really great. All you have to do is be you because that's what sells your podcast. Your authentic self is what you need to be concerned about along with relevant content that is compelling. That is the only thing. And as time goes on, you'll know exactly what you need to say to your listener. Oh, that's perfect. That's very perfect. And I'm happy to know that your um, your candles are available because I am a big candle fan. I don't mm-hmm. make candles. <laughs> but I, I was just looking for a really good lavender can- candle the other day and I could not find a quality one. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm going to make sure that I head to your website so that I can check out your candles. And your website again is? The website that you can go to for the candles is waxcandy.com. So that'll forward you over actually to my shop on uh, Sisters Connect. But for you, Shelly, you just let me know what your address is. I got you on the lavender. You don't got, even you worry. got me. You don't you pull a little bit. Don't you pull a penny out of your pocket. I got you. Okay. That oh, lavender is so on its sweet. way. That I was not trying to finagle a free product I from know. you. <laughs> You deserve that. You actually were really kind of the start of you and I having this conversation with my radio <laughs> career. So that's the least that I can do. Okay. Oh, thank you very much. Would you um, share um, any other info that you'd like for people to know about you and what you're doing? Sure, sure. So I am also um, a podcast coach as well. And I also work for a small nonprofit organization in Jersey City, New Jersey, which is local to me. It's called Rising Tide Capital. And um, it is an amazing program where I am a small business coach and I am one of the coaches who helps um, um, entrepreneurs in underserved communities to not only start a business and grow a business, but to sustain a business. So that is like a passion of mine working with Rising Tide Capital. Um, and I've taken that, like my little skill from working and teaching, um, is which is something that I really love. And I found a way to actually monetize as a podcaster. So I'm not getting these big high numbers on my podcast. It's Mm -hmm. a very niche podcast, but monetization comes in different ways. So what I am actually doing now is teaching you how to podcast. Um, So I'm launching a program on January 25th. It's the Podcast to Empower Academy, looking for people who are specifically um, wanting to utilize their voices for something positive. And those are the types of podcasters that I really, really work well with. Um, So you can find me at podcast to empower dot 
teachable.com. And that course is going to have a soft launch on January 25th. And I'm super excited about that. So I got a lot of things going on, but it's all the things that I love. I love your business mind. I love your business mind. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you. I had to find a way to make sure that I didn't have to go back to work in 15 (laughs) months. I made that promise to him. I said, I'm going to make it work. So trust and believe I'm doing all that I can. Yeah. But it's been working out, though. I really, I really am inspired, inspired, excuse me, by everything you're doing, Kim. I really am. Thank you. Thank you, Shelly. Okay. um, Do you have any social media you'd like to share with anyone or? Sure. Um, You can visit me on Instagram. I'm at Sisters Connect on Instagram. I'm at Wax Candy on Instagram for the candles. Um, And at LinkedIn, I am Kimberly D. Sumter on LinkedIn. So you can find me there. Very cool. Well, I appreciate you stopping by and sharing your amazing story on uh, my podcast. Thank you so much, Shelly. And this is a dream. I was so excited. We talked earlier this week and I was telling my stepdaughter, I was like, I've got to tell you about this woman. So I had to tell her the whole story about why today was so important for me to be able to have this conversation with you. So I just want to thank you so much for reaching out to me and just for giving me the opportunity, even still 30 days, 30 years later just to be able to be in your space and to have this conversation. It means so much to me. So I want to thank you so much for that, Shelly. Well, it was so nice to meet you 30 years ago when I was 10 years old. Thank you. Yes, (laughs) yes. We're going to stick with that, everybody. (laughs) I'm just being silly. Thank you, Kim. I I really appreciate you saying those kind words. I really do. You're welcome, Shelly. You take care. I'll try my best. (laughs) Thanks, Kim. You too. Um, And there you have it. Inspiration on starting your own podcast. I hope you were inspired and I hope you can come up with some really great ideas. If you do, keep me posted. I'll be sure to subscribe to your podcast as well. And if you haven't already subscribed to my um, All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast, do that now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We've got some really um, exciting episodes planned for the coming weeks and I drop episodes every Tuesday. So definitely subscribe. Follow me on uh, social media. On Instagram, I'm at the one and only Shelly Wade. On Twitter, I'm at Shelly Wade. Shelly spelt with an E-Y. On Facebook, you can find my All the Rage with Shelly Wade page. When you do hit that like button, I'm on YouTube again at All the Rage with Shelly Wade. Also bookmark my blog at ShellyWade.com and again, Shelly spelled with an EY theme music by Jolando Johnson. Find his Jolando Johnson music page on Facebook and hit that like button. Love you for listening. Have a wonderful week. Mwah.